All right. Is anyone else out there noticing that, that the year 2024 this year has been marked by one particular letter of the alphabet? Is it just me or have you noticed this? Let's talk about it today. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, what's going on, guys? Uh, this is End Time Headlines. I'm your host, Ricky Scapero, the founder, the pastor, and the voice of End Time Headlines. We, we want to welcome you to tonight's program. Again, I want to apologize, guys, that we're kind of on a day delay of our original schedule, and that was uh, out of our hands, our entire internet infrastructure of our region was completely out. Um, and it was, it, apparently there was a severed fiber, uh, line that was cut and it affected three States. I believe it was Alabama, Florida, and Georgia, uh, with windstream internet. So, uh, that's what happened. Uh, and that's why we're kind of on a little delay, but nevertheless, we're here. Praise God. And tonight we've got an interesting topic before we get started. If you would, please hit that like button, hit that share button, hit that push notification. Again, it's going to help us get our material out there on the algorithm. If you've not downloaded our free app yet, I want to encourage you to do that. It's available on Apple and Android devices. Again, just simply go to your store, whatever that looks like for you. Download it today. Hit yes to push notifications, and you're going to be squared away and good to go with every headline, every podcast when it's readily available. Of course, we want to welcome... All of you guys are regular viewers or regular listeners on Apple, Spotify. Listen, if you're new to the broadcast, first time joining us, if you're able to comment on whatever platform you're listening, whether it's live, it's on Rumble, it's on YouTube chat, um, it's wherever it's at, let us know in the comment section below that you are new and where you guys are joining us from. We'd love to hear from you. So if, again, you heard me talk about this at the opening of this uh, program it does, I think it's ironic. Now, look, this this segment may call for some heavy duty tin foil. I'm just saying. So, if you got your tin foil, get it out, get ready. We're all going to make us some tin foil hats because I'm going to take us down a dark path. I'm going to take us down a strange path. But again, I notice these things as a watchman, and if I notice this, I'm pretty sure that probably you may have noticed this already. Uh, and we've just not have we've not had this discussion yet. But we knew 2024 was going to be an uh, was going to be an ex- uh, exceptional year. It was going to be uh, a, a year that's going to be marked by turbulence. It's going to be marked by disasters. It's going to be marked by change and transition and all kinds of things because of the elections and the birth pangs are increasing and all these things are happening simultaneously and they're consistently getting stronger and more rapid. But one thing that really stuck out to me is, and we're going to break this down today. I'm going to show you some stuff that I've researched myself. If uh, uh, there's one letter of the entire alphabet that if I was to put a stamp on 2024, it would be the letter X. Now, maybe you've not noticed this, but let's, Let's take this journey, and I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. Now, most of us are aware by now that uh, for what was norm- formerly known as Twitter, that was uh, ran by or the president of Twitter, was uh, formerly was Jack Dorsey, but then Elon Musk took over Twitter. Then he 
renamed it or and rebranded it and called it X. Of all things, he called it X. Now, according to Elon Musk's official statement, he said, quote, the changing of the logo, again, of Twitter to X was to, quote, embody the imperfections in us all that make us unique. Now, of course, Musk leaned towards X because this has kind of marked him throughout his entire career. Now, what's interesting is, according to Elon Musk, when he unveiled X for his official trademark logo for Twitter, he said that, quote, the logo now represents Twitter's identity and vision for the future. I want to say that again, the identity and vision for the future. Now, in case you've been living under a rock somewhere, Elon Musk is at the very forefront of all the innovative technology and even artificial intelligence that's hitting us right square between the eyes right now. In fact, there was a report, and I pulled this up here for you guys to see this. Elon Musk says there will be one billion, with a B, humanoid robots on the earth by 2040. Again, according to the report, Elon Musk has said the Earth will see approximately 1 billion humanoid robots by 2040. He supported the prediction made by David Holes, the founder of Artificial Intelligence Lab, MidJourney, who said on the social media that, quote, we should be expecting a billion humanoid robots on Earth in the, 2000 and, uh, in the 2040s and 100 billion and in, in parentheses, he put mostly alien robots throughout the solar system by 2060s. Replying to this, Musk said that, quote, probably something like that, provided the foundations of civilization are stable. Tesla, a company that Musk co-founded, has been actively involved in the development of robots. Again, what you're looking at on your screen, uh, this is Tesla's uh, they're, they're, uh, uh, they're prime. This is the prime robot that they're creating that they've already unveiled. Uh, this prototype of this was released in 2021 describing the robot, uh, describing the robot's future value. The billionaire said, quote, I think it has the potential to be more significant than the vehicle business over time. And in 2022 October event, Musk said that he hoped to make millions of robots, which would be priced at an estimated $20,000 per unit. He went on to say there's a lot of work to be done to refine Optimus. Uh, he called this Optimus. I said Prime. I was thinking of Optimus Prime Transformers. So I want to make that correction. He defined or he is uh, he's called this these robots Optimus. And again, this is one of the many innovation uh, ideas or innovative ideas rather that Elon Musk has again been working on. So again, uh, X. So he changed, you know, the guy who is spearheading uh, Twitter, formerly known as Twitter. Now X rebrands it, called it X. This is the future. This is the vision of the company. We are spearheading, uh, creating these robots, these humanoids. We believe that, uh, the future is going to look something like Terminator, look like Skynet, look like iRobot. It's going to be uh, compute, uh, completely transhumanistic. And this is the future and the, and the vision of Elon Musk 
again, who has called his company X. Then I found this interesting. Did you know that the very end of 2023, on December 31st, the 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 sun released one of the strongest quote X class X. There it is again. X class solar flares that that has been seen in six years. And it happened on New Year's Eve going into now in some places it was already into 2024. But the, again, I'm going to say that again, the sun unleashed what was called the strongest solar flare in over six years, and it was classified as an X-class solar flare. And again, it happened on, in most places, New Year's Eve, some places it was already into 2024. I think, again, to me, that's intriguing. It's interesting. When you go down on this, this is a, from Forbes uh, uh, article, an article from Forbes. It says here, a massive X-5-class solar flare was detected by Earth-orbiting satellites just hours before 2024 began. This is the most potent eruption the sun produced since 2017. And it actually caused a geomagnetic storm. It caused satellite disruption in some parts of the Earth. It caused shortwave radio disruptions. It caused all kinds. It caused uh, navigational issues. Again, this happened, again, right going right into 2024. Now, look at this. This just happened within the past 24 hours. I want to get this is from LiveScience.com. I want to read this. Near simultaneous solar flares explode from opposite sides of the sun in what is called an extremely rare event. Come on, somebody that knows your Bible. What does it say in Luke 21? There will be signs in the sun the moon, and the stars, there will be great and fearful sights from heaven. According to LiveScience.com, a pair of linked solar flares recently exploded near simultaneously from sunspots on different hemispheres of our home star, triggering radio blackouts on the earth. This event exploded almost simultaneously, again from two separate sunspots located on opposite hemispheres of the sun. This again, I want to I'm going to pull this up and I want to show you this. Now, guys, this is not my terms. These are not my this is not my verbiage. These are this is written from these scientists and these individuals, astronomers and so on and so forth. These people that deal with this on a daily basis. This is their career. And it says, quote, the extremely rare phenomenon. Known as a sympathetic solar flare is another reminder that, quote, look at this. We are fast approaching the explosive peak in the sun's 11 year cycle known as the solar maximum. Again, this event took place uh, on January 22nd around 1030 p.m. Eastern. The two solar flares exploded at almost the exact same time from sunspots AR. 3559 and AR3561. And again, these were separated about 310,000 miles from one another. Now, according to report, the flares had a combined power equivalent to a magnitude 5.1 magnitude flare, which is the second most powerful class of flare the sun can produce. 
The erupting twin flares also launched a wave of high-energy particles towards Earth that triggered a 30-minute radio blackout above Indonesia and parts of Australia when it slammed into our planet's magnetic field. I'm going to scroll down here. I'm going to read this. Solar activity has been quickly ramping up over the past 12 months, and during this time, we have seen an increase in the number and size of sunspots as well as more frequent and more powerful solar flares. For example, the most recent sun, the most recently, the sun unleashed a CME, that's a coronal mass ejection on January 20th, which was predicted to trigger a geomagnetic storm that brings auroras to parts of the U.S. on the 23rd of January. Scientists originally predicted that the solar maximum would arrive in 2025, again, this would be next year, and and be weak compared to past maximums, but... I'm going to read this again, but mounting evidence to the contrary has changed their minds. They now believe that the sun's chaotic peak could begin. I'm going to read this, guys. Look at this. In the next few months, if it hasn't already. Translation. Don't be surprised in February, March, April. Or March, April, May. So to be safe, we'll say February, March, April. We'll go all the way into May. That gives us four months. So you have this window of time that they're telling us that we basically are setting ducks and we could potentially see uh, very strong, deadly, and destructive CMEs. Again, uh, uh, the X-class solar flares that can be released from the sun and cause, again, what they've been warning us about is these total blackouts, complete destruction of satellites, radio frequencies, uh, communications, knock us back into the 1800s as if we were hit with an electromagnetic pulse bomb. Again, we've been warning about this. We've repeated this on multiple podcasts, and now they're saying, get ready. Be prepared. And again, I think that's intriguing. That's interesting. Here's another one of those articles, guys, that caught my attention in, in more than one way. Let me read this to you for you guys who listen by Apple and by Spotify. A Again, this is the terms they're using. There is a an event that's going to happen this year that's going to impact 17 states across America. It would be called a, this could call, could fall into the classification of what we would call a pestilence or a plague. kind of like the locust that struck Egypt during the time of the Israelites and Moses uh, reign as a deliverer there to pull the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. One of the judgments was the plague of locusts, right? A, and I quote, a rare simultaneous explosion, almost verbatim, guys, almost identical language to what I just read to you regarding solar flares. But they're calling this a rare simultaneous explosion of cicadas expected to, again, emerge from underground across 17 states across America. And it will be the first time that this has happened in ready 
over 221 years. Every year we deal with them, cicadas. The bugs are known for their high-pitched noise they make and for hanging around the Carolinas. And several claims circulating online say two different types of cicadas are now emerging, uh, something that last occurred more than 200 years ago. So is this true? Flynn tells us each year in North Carolina, we see a particular type of insect in the summer called the dog day cicada. But this year we will be greeted by another type of cicada as well. This one called brood 19. The periodicals only come out every 13 years. For 13 years, brood 19 cicadas have lived underground. Flynn says several states in the southeast, including North Carolina, will see them emerge this summer. The immatures are underground, feeding on the roots of trees uh, during that period of time. And then uh, at the end of their time underground, they come out and they attach to something solid like the side of a building or a fence post. There is a third type of cicada that is also expected to emerge this year. Flynn says it is true brood 13, which has a 17-year life cycle, will come out as well. When combined with the brood 19s, that will mean billions and billions of cicadas, but only in some parts of the country. Now here's where it gets very intriguing to me. And again, may not do anything for you, but I, I think it's interesting. And that is the fact that Look at this. For the first time, I'm going to read this from Fox News. For the first time in 221 years, the two groupings of cicadas, both 19 and 13, will emerge from underground in 17 states across the country, according to Fox Weather. But what's interesting is they're they're using Roman numeral letters that have, again, X, one, X, one, X, and X, one, one, one. Again, these Roman numerals with X's in them. I, well, Brother Ricky, I think you're stretching this a little bit. Well, maybe I am. Maybe this doesn't mean anything. But uh, to me, it's very intriguing that you've got all these X's that keep emerging in 2024. And it's, and it's, and it's centered around these extraordinary, rare, once-in-a-lifetime uh, events. Again, solar flares, this simultaneous explosion of cicadas for the first time in 221 years. And it just so happens that of all the numbers that they could have gave them, they use Roman numerals X1X and X111. And again, this is going to be happening across 17 states of America, which just so happens to be, oh, follow me with me, guys which and all of it's happening simultaneously at the same time as the April 8th solar eclipse that will be the last eclipse visible from the contiguous United States until 2044. This will be the second trajectory as you can see on your screen here, I pulled it up here. And the, from the, remember the last one it came through in 2017? And now this one's coming through 2024, which happens to form, you guessed it, an X across the United States of America. Now I'm sure, again, it's all just coincidence. Uh, but, you know, my tin foil is just, it gets tighter and tighter as I go down this rabbit hole. It's just, uh, does anybody else, come on, think that that is just very odd? 
that all this is just happening simultaneously. And by the way, that solar eclipse is not just any eclipse. We've talked about this multiple times on these podcasts. Michael Snyder did an article on 14 things that everyone needs to know about the great American eclipse coming again in 2024 of this April. Let me give you the bullet points on this. Number one, uh, this is going to happen again on April 8th, 2024. Number two, the path of this eclipse will travel through portions of the states of Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. So a huge swath of the United States of America is going to be in the path of this eclipse. Number three, the path of the eclipse will also travel through parts of Mexico and Canada. Number four, it's being projected that this eclipse will be the most viewed astronomical event in the entire history of our country. Number five, according to the Washington Post, more than 30 million Americans will simply be able to walk outside of their homes and look up and experience this eclipse. Think about it, folks. Number six, we are being told that this eclipse may be the, quote, single largest mass travel event of 2024. Number seven, those that are in the direct path of the eclipse will discover that air temperature suddenly becomes approximately 10 degrees cooler once the moon is fully blocking out the sun. Number eight, the path of the Great American Eclipse of 2024 will cross the United States on the very first day of the year on the Hebrew calendar. And it also coincides in the same time frame and month as the year uh, uh, the, the celebration of Passover. And we've talked about that. And guys, if you want to know even more in depth on this, please go back and read our archives uh, or not read, but watch our archive messages and podcasts dealing with this particular eclipse. There's huge significances. Number nine. If you put the path of the Great American Eclipse of 2024, the path of the Ring of Fire, solar eclipse of October 14th, 2023, and the path of the Great American Eclipse of 2020, uh, excuse me, of 2017, all on a single map, they combine to form a giant Paleo Hebrew Aleph over America. Aleph. Again, Aleph. Um, number 10. If you just put the path of the Great American Eclipse of 2024 and the path of the Great American Eclipse of 2017 on the map, again, they form a giant X. Or even it even looks like the Hebrew letter Tav over America. Number 11, the very heart of this X uh, the, on the, uh, the map of the United States falls over the New Madrid Fault Zone. We've talked about this on multiple segments. And the significance of that. And then finally, number 12, the path of a solar eclipse that occurred on June 16th of 1806 combined with the path of a solar eclipse that occurred on September 17th, 1811, also form a giant X over the new Madrid fault zone. Now, that's kind of new here. Let me say that again. If we go all the way back to 1806, on June 16, 1806, there was a solar eclipse and then on September 17th, 1811, by the way, that's the same year that the first earthquakes began to explode on the New Madrid fault line. 1806, 1811, solar eclipse, solar eclipse, and both of them caused an X over the New Madrid fault line. I'm sure it was all just a coincidence, though. Nothing to see here, folks. Number 13. 
three months after the solar eclipse that happened on September 17th, 1811. Again, Snyder points this out, a series of, of disastrous, destructive earthquakes began to happen across the New Madrid fault line, which was where the X was put over. Again, if you're unaware of this, the New Madrid earthquakes were the largest quakes in American history. They occurred in the central Mississippi Valley and felt as far away as New York City, Boston, Montreal, and Washington, D.C. President James Madison and his wife Dolly felt them in the White House. Think about it. Church bells rang in Boston, and from the 16th of December of 1811 through March of 1812, there were over 2,000 quakes in the central Midwest, and between six to 10,000 of these quakes in Bothell of Missouri, where New Madrid is located near the junction of, of the Ohio and Mississippi rivers. In the known history of the world, no other quakes have lasted so long or produced so much evidence of damage as the New Madrid earthquakes. Three of these quakes are on the list of America's top earthquakes. The first one on December 16th, 1811 was a magnitude 8.1. The second, and by the way, that was in Arkansas. The second one on January 23rd, 1812 was a magnitude 7.8. And the third on February 7th, 1812, was a magnitude 8.8. Think about that, friends. That's not in Japan. That's not in China. That's not on the Ring of Fire. That is in the heartland of America. And seismologists have warned that it's not a matter of if, but when it happens again. In fact, I thought this to be interesting. I'm going to pull this up so you can see what I'm looking at here. There was, uh, now this was from, uh, the mainstream media recently released this, and this is a, quote, new map that shows where damaging earthquakes are most likely to occur in the future in the United States. So I want you to, if you guys are watching the visual, take a look at this. Take a look at this. Uh, we will zoom in here. Let me give you a different angle so you can see here better. Let me come out here. So you can see here, uh, right there on your screen, if you look right in the center of the heartland of America, that's the new, new that's the New Madrid fault zone. That right there is the very focal point of where that X is going to go across with those two solar eclipses in 2017 and the one coming in April. Then, of course, all of us know about the West Coast. You can see all look at those red zones there, huge swath of red zones there, and then. Of course, you've got uh, these areas over here that are uh, somewhat uh, on the East Coast here that are somewhat dangerous, but nowhere like the level of what we see here. This is where they're saying that when, not if, but when we have a major quake, the blow, it's going to be, look look for it probably on the New Madrid or on the West Coast, again, the San Andreas uh the uh the hayward fault you got all you got these faults over here on the west coast now according to this report the key findings from this latest updated seismic hazard model included risk to people nearly 75 percent of the u.s could experience potentially damaging earthquakes and intense ground shaking putting hundreds of millions of people at risk 75 percent guys of the whole u.s 
37 U.S. states have experienced earthquakes exceeding magnitude 5 during the last 200 years, highlighting a long history of seismic activity across the country. The updated model will inform the future of building and structural design, offering critical insights for architects, engineers, and policymakers on how structures are planned and constructed across the U.S., This marks the first national seismic hazard model to encompass all 50 states simultaneously, reflecting a massive collaborative effort with federal, state, and local partners. No one can predict earthquakes. However, by investigating faults in past quakes, scientists can better assess uh, the likelihood of future earthquakes and how intense their shakings might be. Now, for you guys who know your Bible, you know, prophetically speaking, Jesus warned one of the signs of the end of the age of the coming of the Lord in Matthew 24 verse 7 he said there will be earthquakes in various places now in the gospel of Luke chapter 21 Jesus emphasized there will be great earthquakes in various places now that's different when I say earthquakes is one thing but when you say great earthquakes again it's the Greek word megos where we get mega quakes these are these earthquakes that, you know, that cause significant damage, can shift entire islands, can cause them to com- completely dissolve, cause mountains to fall into the sea, and cause major structural damage and loss of life. That's what he's talking about there in Luke 21 when he said there will be great earthquakes in various places. Okay, so we're still on this X, right? Now, I think it's interesting that all of these military analysts, these uh, former military uh commanders, uh, lieutenants, analysts, etc. They have all said that they believe that 2024, this year, could be the year that the United States ends up in a full-scale war with China. And watch this. And don't you think it's interesting? I do. That the leader of China, his name is Chi. And when you look at his name, it starts with an X, Chi, and it's, again, uh, you know, I just think it's interesting that China is on the forefront of threatening America, threatening to evade Taiwan, one of the thorns in the flesh of America, and whoever the next president of the United States will be in November, they're going to deal with China if we don't deal with them before November, and it's, I just think it's interesting. I'm just saying that his name is Chi and it starts with an X. Then, then you have all this chatter and speculations of these astronomical events. Now, some of this stuff's been going on for years. And one of them, and again, I have my own personal beliefs on this, and I'll, I'll give you that in just a second, but one of these is Planet X. Of all things, Planet X. Another term for this is Nibiru. Nibiru. Um, I believe, in my opinion, that I I don't, I'm not worried about. This is one of them things I'm not losing sleep over. I'm not worried about it. Um, It's been disproved as a hoax for years. You know, whatever, there's different camps on this. Some of you guys, you know, depending on who you listen to, what blogs you read, what podcasts you listen to, what YouTube videos you watch, whatever the case, you may you may have somebody come up and convince you undoubtedly that Planet X is out there in the solar system and that it will impact the Earth in some way, some form or fashion and may produce some of the things that we read about in uh, the book of Revelation. 
Now, could that happen? Sure. But do I believe it will happen? No, I lean towards no. But again, don't miss what I'm saying here. This is what I think is interesting since we're talking about these astronomical events. Remember I talked about, uh, we did a podcast on this, what, last week, two weeks ago. I talked about how NASA recently spotted, uh, and when I say recently, it was actually back in, I want to say it was back in 2017, uh, or maybe, no, I'm excuse me, it was 2007. All the way back in 2007, NASA uh, spotted an asteroid, but it quickly went out, went off their radar, went out of the trajectory of all their sophisticated equipment, satellites, uh, uh, radars, and everything that they that they monitor these asteroids and space junk and meteors and comets and all that stuff with. So we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. And now one individual came forward and warned that that asteroid could come back around in trajectory of the earth and could actually potentially strike the earth this October. We talked about, I said, you know, it's interesting to me that you've got all these elites that are wanting to construct these underground bunkers uh, and uh, apocalyptic survival uh, bunkers and, and all this and, and want to have all this done by the winter of this year. Now, some speculate, and I'm kind of getting into that podcast a little bit that we did. Some speculate, well, that's got to do with the election. It's got to do with civil unrest. Again, could it or could it be that there is some things going on astronomically, celestial wise? Remember, great and fearful sights from heaven, right? Because again, I want to remind you guys I'm, let me show you this. I thought this was interesting. Last week, an asteroid, look at this headline. An asteroid lit up the skies over Germany and crashed into the earth. This happened in Germany. Now, I know the mainstream media don't want to talk about this very often. They they skip right over this stuff. But an asteroid lit up the sky over Germany, actually crashed into the earth. This is the most disturbing part about it. Look at this headline, mere hours after being spotted. In other words, this asteroid was spotted, and only hours after it was spotted, it entered into our atmosphere and actually struck the earth in Germany. So in case, if you're putting your confidence in NASA to protect us and the Space Force to protect us and and keep us secure, um, you may want to reevaluate that. This asteroid called 2024 BX1. Are you kidding me? Let me pull this up again. You can't make this up, guys. They called this asteroid 2024 BX. Somebody say X. X1 asteroid. Which was temporarily designated uh, star 2736. Landed outside of Berlin near Ninhausen around 1.30 a.m., astronomers and observers noted. It was discovered by a Hungarian astronomer just several hours before it impacted the Earth. Think about that. NASA confirmed the incident on X. Of course they did. About 20 minutes before the impact. Let me say that again. NASA confirmed the incident on X about 20 minutes before the impact. This uh, And this is what they actually tweeted. 
or X or whatever you want to call it. Heads up, a tiny asteroid will disintegrate as harmless as a harmless fireball west of Berlin. Shortly after 1.32 a.m. Uh, overseas, we'll see it if it's clear, the space agency wrote. When you read on down here, it gets even more disturbing. Quote, the incident marked only the eighth time an asteroid was discovered before hitting the Earth. But hey, guys, rest assured that, quote, NASA does have a team monitoring large asteroids that could pose a threat to the Earth. And look at this guy. Look at the picture of this. This is this was captured again over in Germany. Look at this thing coming down. Could you imagine seeing this? Here it is over the city right over the city of Germany. Look at that. That would be, again, when I think about great and fearful sights from heaven, this is what I think about when I read that. Now, according to NASA, the next possible dangerous collision could happen in the year 2,182. Sure. When, and according to them, there's a 1 in 2,700 chance that a small near-Earth asteroid named Bennu could penetrate the atmosphere. Now they say that, but why is now they say this, but yet at the same time, NASA launched a mission to intercept the quote, God of chaos asteroid, the, the Apophis asteroid before it scratches earth's orbit. Uh, let me say that again. If none of these things, none of these asteroids pose any threat to the earth. Why is NASA in such a hurry to launch this mission to intercept this Apophis asteroid, which again is called the God of Chaos, before it, quote, scratches the Earth's orbit. Now, one individual who's he's done past and went on to be with the Lord, but his name is Tom Horn. He actually, according to Tom Horn, we're going to watch a little bit of this video, he claims the Lord gave him a vision and saw an asteroid striking the Earth and he, I, I don't want to ruin this. Let's just watch this together. And I want to show you what he says that again, not my words. This is what he claims that the Lord spoke to him. Let's watch this. Check this out. My adult life happened again. And I was actually on the top of a mountain somewhere. And I was surrounded by thousands and thousands of people. And everybody was in a panic. Everybody was screaming and running and looking back over their shoulders, including me. And that part of the vision for me was the most frightening and the most real because so far as my mind was concerned at the time, it was actually happening. And I remember turning and looking back over my shoulder and I could see this giant burning mountain that was coming through the atmosphere, breaking apart as it uh, raced towards the surface of the earth. And as we were all running, all of a sudden, this stone fell into the Pacific Ocean. Uh, it knocked all of us off of our feet. The whole planet felt to me like it was shaking, vibrating so roughly that we could not stand up. And I heard this horrible cracking sound uh, as if literally the mantle of the earth was breaking apart. And again, I looked back over my right shoulder and I saw this giant tsunami, a massive wall of water that was coming up over the top of this mountain. And I knew that we were all getting ready to perish. And just then, as if two large hands came down underneath my arms and lifted me up into the air so that now I was looking down on the planet. And it was horrible, it was terrifying as this water was racing, uh, rushing over the top of all of these desperate people who were screaming and crying 
uh, and praying. And uh, I watched something that uh, only later did I understand was actually the science. I'm not a scientist, uh, so I only could write down what I saw and then later verify this is exactly what scientists say would happen. As the water. Now, think about what he's saying here, guys. I'm going to stop and interject this. The mountain coming out of the heavens and hitting the earth, that's Revelation. John saw that in the book of Revelation. The tsunamis, remember Luke 21, great and fearful sights from heaven and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity and the waves and the seas roaring. There's your tsunamis. So all this stuff, again, can be backed up by the Bible. Wormwood is mentioned in the Bible. It talks about this. Let's, so, so far, let's, let's just move on. Of the Pacific Ocean where this stone, this massive burning stone fell, were uh, boiling and the uh, aerosol that was coming up off of this water moved up into the upper atmosphere and a whole remember john said the waters would become bitter like wormwood series of hurricane uh uh movement started moving across the hemispheres of the earth and then a second very large part of this stone that had broke off of it evidently as it entered into the atmosphere impacted the earth and ignited a series of volcanoes and all of this material was being blown up into the upper atmosphere and getting caught in the jet stream and was moving uh, around the earth and very soon within a period of days darkening out uh, much of the sun and the moon. Now for reference go to Joel 2. Uh, remember Joel said in uh, before the great and terrible day of the Lord there'll be blood fire pillars of smoke the sun turning into darkness and the moon turning into blood. We've we've said for years that, you know, the, the pillars of smoke, all that stuff can be volcanic eruptions. You know, you read these things and we think we've got things figured out, but that's why I don't want to discredit anyone like this. I don't want to say, well, he missed it because we really don't know. That's why I said be prepared, guys, because I don't want to be dogmatic and say, no, it's got to be this or it's got to be that. What I'm saying is we need to listen and, you know, pay attention to these things because, again, we see through a glass darkly. We know in part, we see in part, we prophesy in part. Okay, let's just read. Let's watch and it. And the stars. Uh, and then I woke up. I was so terrified. I literally almost fell out of bed uh, and uh, grabbed a sheet of paper, which I've learned to keep next to my bed with a pen. And I started writing down all of the minute details blow by blow of what I had seen and what I had experienced. But before I could do that, it was as if a voice in the room spoke and uttered a single word. And that was the word apophis. Now, now that's heavy. What he just said right there is very heavy right here. Uh, Very astounding. Astonishing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying to throw terms out there. So if, if you don't know what we're talking about here, uh, because he didn't even know. This is what gets profound about this. He, again, according to Tom Warren, he heard a voice say, now he called it apophis, apophis, whatever you want to call it, you know, tomato, tomato. But he heard this term. Listen to this. This is crazy. I knew that there was an ancient uh, Egyptian god of chaos by the name Apophis, which was the enemy of light, the enemy of Ra. I knew that. I didn't know a lot more about it than that. Um, and I also knew that NASA had discovered an asteroid at the Kitt Peak National Observatory 
in 2004. Uh, and at the time, they named it Apophis, after this Egyptian god of destruction. Uh, and at that time, they actually speculated that there was uh, enough of a serious chance that Apophis was going to impact the earth in 2029 that they put it on their watch. Now that's, again, that's five years from now. Watch list. Later on, they decreased the, um, op- the chance that it's going to impact the earth in a bit over nine years from now. But I learned later that this is probably because they're involved in a cover-up and that the... Now, again, this what he's saying here is interesting. I'm just saying, you know, it's interesting because, remember, we go back to that article and uh, that I showed you a while ago, and this was, re- this was 2023 when that article was released, that information was released that NASA's working feverishly to intercept Apophis, Apophis, whatever you want to call it, the... This asteroid, why, why are they, why are they such in a hurry to do that? It is, it's, again, it's interesting. It's an intriguing uh, point here. The um, chances of Apophis striking the earth in 2029 is far greater than what they are admitting at this point. And by the way, in the book, I go into that. It's more than a conspiracy theory. I've interviewed and talked with astronomers, members of NASA, people with above top secret security clearance, Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis from the Pentagon, who was a senior analyst there, put me in contact with impact specialists, people like uh, Nathan Mirvold, who is constantly listed in the top 100 critical thinkers, scientific thinkers in the world, a true polymath with over 800 patents to his name. He once ran the science department at Microsoft. Uh, one of the most brilliant men on earth has recently published a peer-reviewed paper in an astronomy magazine in which he accuses NASA of an absolute cover-up of the threat that is posed by both the Pothos and some other asteroids. So, All right, guys, so again, Tom Horn is telling us, again, this is what he said, and again, he's gone on to be with the Lord, he's finished his race, he's in heaven, uh, but... Will his prophecy come to pass? Will 2029 bring an asteroid impact? Is this why the elites, Zuckerbergs, the uh, the Bezos, the all these elite, the Bill Gates, all these individuals are making these moves now to prepare themselves for a coming apocalypse? Is it because they know? that there is an asteroid coming. I don't know. I'm just throwing this out out there. Now, if this is Wormwood, friends, if this is Wormwood, then I'm I'm here to tell you, based on the word of God, if if, if this really is Wormwood, and this is really what Tom Horn saw, then we are on the cusp of, the threshold of, the precipice of, the tribulation mentioned by both Daniel and John. I'm just telling you, I'm throwing it out there and saying that. So this is something we got to be paying attention to. But I said, look, this, this is the bottom line. This is very intriguing to me that, you know, it did the, this X, X keeps coming up in 2024. Now I'm going to leave you with one last point. And we talked about this. We, we talked about this in our last podcast. We talked about it on several podcasts. You already knew I was going to go here with this. What was at the forefront on the front burner of all of the events 
that the elites are worried about, concerned about, preparing about, conditioning us for, what was it? Disease X. Of course it's called disease X, right? It's, it's even so much so that even the World Health Organization director has come out and called for a world pandemic treaty. Now, we talked more about this on our last podcast. So if you didn't watch that one, you need to go back and watch that one. We, we discussed what that is, what that entails, what that means, why they're doing it, who's involved, all this stuff. So don't you think this is interesting? Come on, let me know your thoughts in the chat. Let me know your comments. I just think this is intriguing to me. I think it's very interesting and I think we need to be, as watchmen on the wall, we need to be alert. We need to be paying attention to these things. And we need to be warning the masses, warning humanity that we, again, are on the precipice of big things happening. And I, I'm telling you, I think 2024 is going to be one to remember. And we're only in the first month getting ready to close out this first month and go into the month of February. And once we get into the season of Passover around April or something, I really expect things to really start rocking and rolling then. So we're going to see. So buckle up, honey, because it's about to get bumpy. Listen, endtimeheadlines.org, endtimeheadlines.com. Again, please bookmark our website. Uh, if you've not yet downloaded our free app, do it today. Get it on Apple. Get it on Android. Hit yes to push notifications, and you're going to be good to go. You're going to have everything you need right there at your fingertips to follow our ministry. Do not rely on the big social media sites, Facebook, uh, X, uh, Instagram, YouTube. Don't rely on that. It's okay if you follow us on there. We appreciate that. But don't make that your single solitude place of information that you get from us and where you locate us because don't do that. Get the app. Follow us there as always. Listen, uh, also, if you've not yet prayed about becoming a monthly partner, we want to give you that opportunity. You can do that two different ways. Whatever's convenient for you, easiest for you, whatever that looks like, you can give electronically. Uh, The easiest way is just go right to the app. Go down. Once you open up the app, go to the very bottom where it says donate. Click on that, and you can give electronically however wish you however you wish to do so. Excuse me. There's many different ways to do that. You can do Venmo. You can do PayPal. You can do Cash App. You can do your credit card. There's multiple different ways there. Or you can give uh, what we call the old school method, and that is uh, a check or money order, and you can do that at End Time Headlines right there on your screen. P.O. Box 1391, Monroe, Georgia, 30655. Guys, listen, if you're watching, you're listening, somebody invited you to the room, you just stumbled across our program, you're you're not right with the Lord, you're away from God. Listen, we give you a lot of information here, but we are God-centered, we're scripturally rooted in the Word, and above all of the information that we give you, above all that thing, all that, the one thing, that we want you to walk away with is your confidence that know that you are in covenant with Jesus Christ and you have a relationship with him and you're born again. So if you're away from God, don't know God, never, never had an opportunity. We want to give you that opportunity right now. So if you're listening, you're watching, we, the Bible calls men everywhere. According to the book of Acts, the Bible calls men to repent, calls men and women, humanity to repent of their sins turn from their sins and put their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. The book of Romans says that if you will believe in your heart 
and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ died and rose again on the third day, then you shall be saved. With the mouth, confession is made, and with the heart, belief is made and belief. Uh, and when you put these to the marriage of the, uh, of the, of the mouth or the confession and the heart of believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says we are saved through grace, uh, through faith and not of works, lest any man should boast. So we want to give you that opportunity right where we're at. I pray the Holy spirit leads you, woos you and guides you into repentance and put in your trust and your faith in Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins so that you can be saved and born again and your name can be put in the Lamb's book of life. And you can know of an assurance whether what comes down the road and what may be in the future that you are ready and prepared. Come on, let's. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for my friends. I thank you for our partners. I thank you for those that may be away from you, those who may not know you at all. I pray the Holy Spirit would have his way even now in this broadcast. Lord, he would bring many to repentance and bring many back into the fold and bring many into the fold. In Jesus' name, God will give you the glory, we'll give you the praise, and we'll give you the honor for this. For it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray today. And we thank you that there's no other name under heaven given unto men in which we must be saved but the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Listen, guys, it's an honor to be with you guys tonight. Uh, we're going to sign off for tonight. Uh, again, it is Thursday, January 25th. Uh, we will be right back here, Lord willing, on Friday the 26th, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if the internet don't go down and nothing else crazy happens, that's why I always say, Lord willing, uh, we plan on being here tomorrow night same time, same place, same channel. We'll have a great segment for you lined up. So until then, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.